Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's podcast, we are talking all about erotica. Erotica is super juicy, super hot, and kind of the new thing. Ever since Fifty Shades of Grey, it's become like this topic of conversation. And I am so excited to have a erotica contributor joining us to share a little bit about her own personal work, more about erotica. And uh, this episode is hot. She shares a little excerpt with us from one of her recent writings, and it is bound to leave you very hot and juicy after this. So hope you enjoy. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Sexy Box is back. Sexy Box is my quarterly subscription box to help you spice things up in the bedroom, try new things, explore, experiment. It's all about you. And it is such a fun way to just try something different and help you feel sexy, confident, empowered in the bedroom. Sexy Box is for singles and couples. It has all kinds of fun tools in there to help you explore and experiment your body and your partner's body if you have one. Each box is filled with over $100 worth of product. If you haven't already subscribed to Sexy Box, you are going to want to do that by going to sexybox.jordandanelle.com. Some of the reviews that I'm getting about Sexy Box is that ladies are loving the surprise of getting their Sexy Box. They are using all of the different products that come in there. There's typically somewhere between three and four products in each Sexy Box, and these are full-size items as well as a toy, a full regular old toy, you guys. The price is unbelievable, but it's so much more than that because this is just really a tool to connect with yourself and or partner if you have one. So be sure to check it out. Joining me today is Lala Loves, and she is on a sexual healing journey. She noticed that there is not a lot of communities embracing women's sexual pleasure or educating women on sexual health and wellness, and that inspired her for creating Lala's Bedtime Tales, a sexual liberation brand. This brand stems from her love of romance and erotica novels, her feminist perspective, her desire to be confident within her sexuality, and her love for all things feminine and sexy. Through this platform, she desires to inspire women of all ages to take control and ownership of their sexiness. She does this by providing content such as erotica and romance literature, sexual health and wellness information, love and healthy relationship advice, and sex tips. That being said, let's jump right into it. All right, Lala, I'm so excited to have you here with me to talk more about erotica. And I think erotica is really, really important to talk about because it really helps with your imagination, creativity in the bedroom, desire, all of that. There's even studies out there that show uh, women who read romance or erotica novels have 74% more sex with their partners than those who don't. And that's coming from the Journal of Sex Research. So what in the world is erotica? 
Yeah, so erotica is a work of literature that's intended to arouse sexual desire or be sexually stimulating. It's a storytelling that involves sexual themes that are supposed to be more realistic depictions of sexual activity and human sexuality. Erotica literature's goal is typically describing sexual acts as a form of empowerment. It builds sexual anticipation in its audiences as it follows the storylines and involves passion, romance, and sexual relationships intended to arouse these feelings in the audience. One of the things that I think is super important is that erotica focuses more on sexual feelings, which is kind of a differentiator from like porn. It causes arousal, thoughts of pleasure and desire within the explicit sexual acts. Also, what I think is really interesting is erotica literature actually falls underneath three umbrellas. So there's erotica, erotica romance, and sexy romance. And erotica is actually more where it follows the character development through their sexuality as part of their growth and development and feelings throughout the story. It doesn't necessarily have a romantic connection or, and it doesn't have to have like a happily ever after. My example for that would be the after series by Anna Todd because the main character, the main female character, if you look at her development, it's kind of like more of like a sexual awakening, how her confidence and self-discovery journey grows through her sexuality. And the erotic romance is more focused on the sexual development of characters and how they interact with the romance. That kind of tells the story through sexual explicit scenes and sexual feelings, how their romantic relationship grows and changes throughout the story. An example of that to me would be the Bridgerton series because a lot of it is built on their sexual relationships and how that grows their romance. And the last one is Sexy Romance. And that's a great love story that just happens to have explicitly sexual scenes. Both erotic romance and sexy romance do have to have an H-E-A or a happily ever after ending to classify underneath those two umbrellas. My example of a sexy romance would be Fifty Shades of Grey because it was a fanfic of Twilight, which had no sex. So it would still be a good story without the explicit sex scenes. I love that breakdown. And I totally was going to ask, where does Fifty Shades of Grey fit? So you read my mind. But I didn't even know that there's three different types, technically, of erotica. I think that that's helpful to know if you're somebody who's looking for different types of erotica, like maybe the happy ever after is not your thing. So then you want, you know, to kind of go for this, the more erotic side. So mm, I love that. I love that. How did erotica become popular? Yeah. So erotica actually became popular in the 20th and 21st century during the sexual liberation and sexual awakening of women. But it goes centuries back. It actually kind of started during ancient time. During the Hebrew Bible, there was like the Song of Songs. Sorry, Song of Songs, which had a section that celebrates sexual love, the voice of lovers. A lot of it started with erotic poetry. You'll even see that William Shakespeare had Venus and Adonis, which were sonics that were considered erotic. It kind of ebbs and flows in popularity. It typically tends to be due to legislations because erotica is taboo because it's sexual. But you'll see like it'll have kind of sprouts of popularity. Like during 18th century, it was around like Arabian Nights. And then the 19th century, it was around I believe, The Lustful Turk. Then in the 20th century, one that's super familiar for most people was Lolita. And then now, 21st century, Fifty Shades of Grey kind of sent that spike back up. 
Wow. I didn't even realize that erotica went that far back into all of those different cultures and all of that, all that history. Ooh. So why would somebody turn to erotica? What's the benefit of it? So erotica actually has some mental health benefits. It can help be therapeutic and reduce um, stress and anxiety. By reading arousing material, it's even shown to have an improvement in people's moods. It can make your mood more positive. I always say that Reading is therapeutic. Sex is therapeutic. So just think about how relaxed you'll be if you combine the two together. And then it can also help with sexual benefits like sexuality, exploration of desires and fantasies. It can be used as a mental exercise that helps you reach orgasm because it's arousing material. I like to say I read an article when it's foreplay should go on all day. So this is something that you can use as a tool to get you in the mood that's sexually stimulating before you go and have sex with your partner or partners. It helps improve your sex life by normalizing or changing the narrative in your head about sexuality. So it can help lower your inhibitions and make you more adventurous in the bedroom. It makes you feel sexier and not the bedroom, in my opinion. I feel like when I read erotica, I'm just in more of a sexy mood. It gives you thoughts and ideals for trying new things in the bedroom. If you go read something, let's say that it's more being like someone being tied to like a bed post or some type of sensory play, and you want to try that out with a partner, that's something you can research and look into. Even send them the scene kind of to set up the mood. It helps you get more aroused and increases your libido when you read it. I feel like that goes back to your study where you talked about over 70% of people tend to have more sex with their partners when they read erotica. And it can make you more sexually confident and less embarrassed to talk about sex. I feel like I've experienced that as well since I've been such a huge erotica fanatic. I'm super open about talking about sex. I love that. And I think that I was just recording a podcast for somebody else's podcast right before this. And something that came up was communication and having more conversations about sex, period. And that erotica has helped just exposing you to different types of sex, different sex acts, different types of pleasure, just it's, it's exposure therapy. We'll just call it that. And so you're able to get new ideas, but then also be more confident because you're getting kind of some of that, I don't want to say education, but you're having that opportunity to maybe have conversations with yourself a little bit more about intimacy. Yeah, so definitely finding kind of like different things that turn you on. Like, let's say I always use this example because I like older men. So there's this thing called daddy kink. So you get into the play of the character and how their relationship is with an older man. And it makes you think, hmm, maybe I should go experience more of that. So it kind of puts you in the shoes of someone else prior to trying it out, which I like about it. Yeah, I love that. So I recommend my clients use erotica a lot of times, especially like dipsia when they are struggling with maybe getting out of their head during the sexual act, because then they have that audio playing in the background that can sometimes help keep them in the mood. And that's where like your podcast and your erotica also comes into play is that because it's audio for people who maybe don't like to read and like to listen better, or maybe their audio learners, that's a really great alternative. 
Yes. That's why I also added um, music and sound effects to my podcast as well, because I feel like it puts you in that mood. What kind of inspired that for me is I experienced vaginismus with sexual dysfunction. And when I would have to go to dilate, it would be easier if I was in more of a calming and sexual mood. So I would listen to Dipsy and that would help me, you know, relax so I could be able to dilate. So... Thank you for sharing that. I actually am recording my next podcast all about that later today. Oh, awesome. But that is, that's a great point. Is that kind of what introduced you to erotica and how you got involved in writing? So it's not what introduced me. So I had like a sex positive parent and she definitely should have been screening a little bit more of what I was reading, but I was 13 and I was a teenager. So she would tell me what her friends were reading and I would go read erotica books and read what her friends recommended, which I'm just like, things you would and would not do as a parent that your parent did that that's probably, I would be open about it, but probably screen more. So that kind of made it my favorite genre to read. And what got me into writing is I feel like there's so much power and healing in the written word. I wrote anytime I experienced any type of like emotional relationship issue or anything, I would just write it down. Sexual trauma, I would write it down and it just got to be kind of like my solace. And I would read erotica anytime I was having a bad day and it would relax me. So I wanted to give that experience to other people because I found a lot of healing and therapy through erotica and it normalized sexual relationships for me me, and made it seem more like, okay, there are healthy relationships out there and female pleasure is the center of it. And women are praised for their sexuality in erotica. So that kind of got me into it and made me want to share it with other people. I love that. I am just thinking back to like when I was introduced to erotica. My first series that I read was the Maya Binks series. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. And it was right when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, but I just was not into Fifty Shades of Grey at all. And I read the whole Maya Bank series while I was flight attending on the back of the plane. And my passengers would walk by and I'd be like deep in this book. And they had no idea what I was learning about over there. But it is fun. It's so fun to read. Yes, I love my banks. I think probably the series that you're talking about is the sweet series because I feel like that's usually recommended when people say they are kind of have an interest in Fifty Shades of Grey, but they can't get into it because it has some of the similar elements, but it takes it a little bit differently with the relationships. It was the one that started with Burn. I can't remember anything else. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. It's Breathless series. Yes, I absolutely love that. I go back and just read those just because I love them. I know. I need to, honestly, I need to order them because I haven't read them in like 10 years and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. What else would you like women to know about erotica? Like what else is there that we should know? So I think something important is differentiating like it's not necessarily porn, which I love porn too. There's some female friendly porn out there to watch. Like I watch Bliss and stuff and porn can be entertaining. So don't get me wrong. Like porn is great, but erotica does something different. There's been studies and polls that have shown that men are more visual while women like to get in the mood with sex, with what's for sex with mental framing. You'll hear a lot of times that your biggest sex organ is your mind. And that's definitely based on these studies true for women. And based on, I read a study by the National Library of Medicine that found that 90% of women use scenario conjuring or fantasies to get aroused. And the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health, did a study 
around gender, porn, and arousal. And they found that women became more aroused by the context of the porn than the actual visual aspect of pornography. So that's something that you get out of reading erotica. You get the storyline, the emotional connection, emotional connection, the sexual feelings, stuff that women typically need more of to get aroused. So it's an alternative if you don't necessarily want to watch porn, but you want to still get that fantasy situation and kind of explore what you like. A lot of times too, there was a sexologist. Her name is, sorry, I want to get her name right. Megan White. And Megan White, she's a certified clinical sexologist and director of education of the Satisfier brand, the sex toys. She says that what she's found through her studies and research is women are multi-sensory pleasure maps, so which includes the senses being stimulated and majority of women love and emotional connection. A lot of times they can get that through reading erotica because they can map out the FMC, which is the female main character, it works as a form of edging for women because you can put yourself in the place of the female character in the book. So it helps you get more sexually aroused typically than what you would see women get with just watching explicit pornography sex scenes. Wow, that is so fascinating. I've never heard of that before. And I can totally see that. I know that context is huge for women. Uh, have you read the book Come As You Are? She talks about that a lot in there. Why am I blanking on her name today? Is it Emily Nagowski? Yeah, Emily Nagowski. Yes, I'm so sorry, yes. Yeah, Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski is huge on the context. And especially for women, context is majority of it. If you are not creating the scene that you need to be in the mood, it's not going to happen. It goes two ways. Like men, this can happen for men, but it is more common for women to really need this. And uh, the work that you're doing is phenomenal because we need more erotic content out there, more varieties of erotic content for for women. Yes. I think also too, it's important to what a lot of Erotica is typically written by women, whereas porn is typically more angled towards a male audience and created by males. What you'll see, too, is that in erotica, it focuses more on sexual aftercare. It talks more about like outer core stuff, like outsider penetration, like the joys of sex with foreplay, like all the different types of things that you can do that I feel like you don't always necessarily get exposed to in pornography and also puts female pleasure in the forefront in erotica. I also saw a study where it talked about how with Pornhub insights, basically how like over a hundred percent of women, not even in the LGBT plus community, hetero, cisgender women are really into girl on girl. And it's typically when they did the research because it puts female pleasure in the forefront. And so you get a lot of that too from erotica. It shows a strong female character that's open and confident in their sexuality and they're not shamed for it. So that's like really good messaging to put out there that as women, you can be sexual beings and it's okay. It's great to be confident in the bedroom. Oh, and it's not following sometimes what you'll see in non-female friendly pornography is you'll get like the dirty, like bad girl, like enjoying sex or calling her, you know, derogatory terms sometimes. And then you'll get like the good girl innocent. Whereas in erotica, you get like a ordinary woman like you and me and everyone else they're badass women just enjoying sex and living in their like sexual identity and it's great 
Yeah, I think that that is such an important distinction between erotica and porn. And I know the porn industry is changing. I've done episodes on ethical porn and kind of more geared towards female pleasure, kind of the sex positive side of things and less masculine driven. But erotica definitely puts pleasure first. And I think that that is why women are turning to that so that they have that positive, like I, they can see something that they can become and context. That's what it is. You know, the framework. Do people use erotica at all for like education and kind of tying in the stories with an educational context as well? Yes. So I have seen that. And I have the first person I heard talk about that was actually Shan Broderman on one of her YouTube videos. She talked about how her first sex educators were actually erotica books, like The Coldest Winter Ever and Fly Girl books like that when she was a teenager. She talked about kind of the same points about how it shows sexual pleasure for women and female confidence. So I definitely think that is a good tie-in. And then also, too, what I've been seeing in a lot of contemporary romance and how I kind of want to use my platform to tie it into is they talk a lot more about safe sex in it. They talk about the different aspects of like, for instance, like anal sex and a lot of books and stuff like back before 2010s, you'll see where people aren't doing the proper stuff, like using lube, making sure the person's relaxed. It's kind of like this magical thing that just happens. Whereas in a lot of erotica books I've been reading in contemporary romance, they talk about the prep work for it and everything like that. So there is education being given for safe sex and the proper way to do stuff. Then definitely, I mean, it's still a fictitious and fantasy side to it too, but there's been things I've seen that's geared towards BDSM and dark romance, where they do talk about the safe works, the stoplight system, the agreements and everything that goes into it that is more of the positive or more accurate way to describe BDSM relationships. So it could get you in your headspace, okay, it's not this horrible, scary thing. There's actually a culture and a lot of consent and safety with it. So there's definitely a lot of education around erotic romance, especially in the more contemporary stuff coming out. I think that that is so important. And I think erotica can be helpful for normalizing conversations around sex and having that conversation before you have any sex with a new partner or even with a long-term partner about how your boundaries have changed, what your interests are, what you don't want, and safer sex practices, STI status, all of that stuff. But normalizing those conversations and erotica can help with that. Yes, I definitely agree. I feel like it gives people the confidence to approach those to approach those conversations within their relationships. I love it. Well, tell me a little bit more about like the erotica that you personally write. So the erotica that I personally write currently, they're more short stories because I feel like sometimes you don't always want to read that 300 plus page book. So I wanted to give people, (laughs) I wanted to give people an opportunity to hear it and be able to use it as a therapeutic tool. And also I wanted to make it more contemporary where it's more kind of like what normal sex is between people and focus on the female friendliness of it and making sure it's putting sexual confidence in the forefront, talking about sexual awakening and talking about how females should focus more on their sexual pleasure with their partners and less on the thought process of 
how to please my man type situation. Like my last story, Sex Goddess Unleashed, I talked more about how she gained confidence and learned about what she liked in the bedroom while kind of going through what people call quote unquote ho phase. But <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I use it as a tool to add in some of the educational aspects of sexual health within it. I think it's also important to empower women sexually. I feel like a lot of times we talk a lot about sex, uh, a lot about women empowerment and we talk about it with jobs and stuff like that. But I feel like it's not always talked about with relationships and sexual prowess and stuff. So I love that. One of my friends, Rachel Maine, and I have talked about this in the past, how the hoe phase, like don't skip the hoe phase because you're not going to have an opportunity to explore things like that ever again in your life. And it's this time where you can literally do whatever and anything that you want to try. And you just have to find a consenting partner, potentially partners, whatever that looks like to explore these different things. And then it helps you tailor like your future relationships into what you really want. Like, do you want group sex? Do you want threesomes? Do you want bondage? Do you want electric play? Do you want daddy daughter type role play? Like, But if you don't go and explore those things, you're going to have a really hard time knowing what you want or what's out there. Exactly. Definitely. I feel like too, like me starting early reading erotica helped me kind of tailor like my, so like with the list of kind of like your will won't want to kind of help me tailor that list of things I wanted to try and things like I would just read it and I'd be like, oh, I'm not really interested in that just from like reading it explicitly. But I'm definitely thinking that I try with each one have a theme based on something like in March, I have something coming out around sensation play and like, I'll have something later on with rekindling relationships and stuff like that. So giving that underlining message that helps with sexual health and love and dating, I think is so important to embed within erotica stories. It is. It is. I would love for you to share an excerpt of one of your short stories with us if you're interested. Okay, definitely. So this excerpt is from my most listened episode. It's called Hot and Steamy Summer Lovin'. And it's a childhood crush on a big brother's best friend. I picked my hottest scene that all of my post readers before I published it said that they loved. So here it goes. Kimberly laid on her bed, mortified and betrayed by her body. She couldn't believe how easily she messed around with Joel, even after he had rudely and coldly rejected her years ago. She couldn't close her eyes and fall asleep without thoughts of what had happened between them in the pool. Just the idea of their hookup made her body aroused and her pussy become milky. She heard her door open and she sat up to see Joel entering quickly with a finger over his lips. He switched off the light and she felt him slide into the bed. She laid back down confused and dumbfounded as to why Joel was currently lying in her bed and staring at her ceiling. Why are you here? Kimberly harshly whispered as she felt Joelle's fingers travel up her oversized nightshirt and fill her complete nakedness underneath. His hands spread her legs apart and he slid a finger into the wet folds of her pussy. I can't sleep and I saw your light on underneath the door, so I took it as an invitation. He laughed against Kimberly's ear as he pumped his fingers in and out of her pussy, adding another one and making it hard for her to breathe. 
You're so wet and I want to be inside too. Please let me. Screw you, he begged against her ear. Kimberly couldn't think his request at first as he toyed with her between her thighs. Oh yes, I want you to screw me. Kimberly finally mustered up her response, even though she could barely think due to the amazing pleasure he was giving her. His fingers slowly eased out of her and she felt him move off the bed. It was dark, so she assumed he was taking off the pajama bottoms and tank he had worn as he crept into her room. Then she heard a package rustle, which sounded like a condom. It's almost as if he knowingly prepared for her to give in to him with such ease. Face the wall, Joelle breathlessly commanded as he slid back into the bed behind her. He came up behind her in the spoon position, and she felt his big dick nestled in her butt cheeks. He reached around and began rubbing her clitoris as he nibbled on her ear and licked on her neck. The next thing she knew, he ripped off her nightshirt and accessed her hard, erect nipples. His touch felt even more arousing since her nipples were still sensitive from his earlier sensual torture. Joelle lifted her knee slightly and teased her entrance with his dick gently putting in the tip as he pinched and rubbed on her nipples. He then slid his hand down her front to her clit as he pushed himself completely inside of her. She felt the fullness of his dick as her insides clenched down on him and he began slowly drawing out and slamming into her heart as he rubbed her clitoris, building up sexual heat and pleasure inside of her. Then he rolled his hips within her, causing her to moan before he began picking up pace and quickly moving in and out of her. As her pussy began to tighten, Joelle abandoned her clit and clamped his hand over her mouth so no one could hear her screams of ecstasy. The intensity sent her over the edge in the strongest climax she had ever had. She then felt him continue to pump inside of her as she slowly started calming down. Another wave of ecstasy hit her body as she felt him bite down on her shoulder as he came with her. He unclamped his hand from her mouth while their breathing slowed. He slowly withdrew his dick from her pussy and ran his hand through her hair and kissed her cheek. She felt him turn on his back and she continued to face the wall, taking in the mind-blowing sex with whom she thought was the man of her dreams. Since she was 15, Kimberly fantasized about Joelle screwing her as she touched herself at night. She laid there after her climax, not knowing what to do with her emotions. Ooh, holy shit. I know what I got to do now. That is so awesome. I love that. And yeah, Mm, that was juicy. Thank you for sharing. So if the listeners take one thing away from today's conversation, what would you want it to be? I would want it to be that you have the freedom and the right to explore your sexuality shamelessly. I want to also put out there that regardless of societal standards or what anyone tells you, you are entitled for sex to be a beautiful and fun and amazing and enjoying thing. It should never be mentally or physically painful. I would love for you all to take this journey with me of sexual awakening by exploring your sexuality through erotica. And I hope it brings enjoyment and pleasure like it has for me. Oh, yes, yes. Where can the listeners find you at? So the listeners can find me on Instagram at Lala's Bedtime Tales. And you can also find me twice a month releasing a story that's hopefully making you hot and bothered on Lala's Bedtime Tales erotic stories. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love your podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Intimacy Coaching by Jordan Donnell. 
Have you ever desired more from your sex life or feel like you're having good sex but curious about how to make it even better? Are you desiring a deeper intimate connection with yourself? Or maybe you are dealing with desire and arousal concerns or struggling with communicating your desires with your partner. If you're hearing this and thinking, hmm, that might be me and you're curious to learn a bit more, let's chat. I would love to talk with you more to see if working with me is a good fit for you. To learn more about intimacy coaching with Jordan Donnell, go to coaching.jordandonnell.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.